Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, welcome. You're listening to that day of prayers morning Bible study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let's take a moment and pray. <coughs> Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. Lord, we just thank you that you are still God no matter what, Lord, and that everything is working for your plan, Lord, that nobody else is in control but you are, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the destinies that you have for each and every one of us, Lord. And we just thank you for the people that you put in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning and welcome. We're glad to have you with us, and we're glad the Lord has placed you in our lives to, I'll say, help each other grow and and keep us focused on the Lord. So we are continuing our study in the book of Acts, and I'd just like to thank those that, that are listening, and especially those that have chosen to partner with us, keeping us in your prayers as you are in ours, by sowing into this ministry and by liking the episodes, subscribing on any number of the platforms where you find a day of prayer on, and also by sharing the episodes with others so they too can be blessed, but most importantly, that they learn and grow in relationship, not just knowledge of, but relationship with our Lord and Savior. So thank you for helping this ministry continue and fulfill the work that the Lord has given us, which In case you have not heard, um, that is to build the Lord's house and to ensure that the gospel is preached throughout the four corners of the earth. So thank you for your participation with this ministry and helping us to fulfill those things before our Lord and Savior. We we thank you immensely because it is such a blessing to us. But that being said, we're here to get into the word, right? Yes. Amen. So, can I get a volunteer to read from Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60, please? I will. All right, promise. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran on with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge him with the sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Hmm. Amen. So, as is our custom, we're going to open up the floor at this time to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and then also to ask any questions that you may have. All right? So, who'd like to begin? I will. (coughs) All right, LaCharles? Okay, the first thing I wanted to point out was, quickly as a side note, while we're looking at this, we see that it was the false witnesses. And most times when I read that scripture and they laid down their feet, uh, 
laid down their cloaks at the feet of Paul. I just envisioned all the people taking off their cloaks, like getting ready to throw some rocks. But if you, the Lord showed me, when you actually look at it, these were the people who were lying and saying that they heard Stephen blaspheming. Which brings me to the point was that, as we were talking about a couple of devotions ago, that it was because of what Stephen was saying. Yes, the history lesson added to it, but it was him saying he saw Jesus in heaven that pushed him over the cliff. And that this is just confirming that. So, so it amplified. Yes. It was in addition to the history lesson, revealing or describing what was being revealed to Stephen. Yes. Okay. And which brings me to the point was also you see that um, with Jesus in heaven, it's also relating to the scripture where Jesus was talking to Pontius Pilate, talking about you couldn't do anything to me unless my father gave gave you permission to. You can also see that's mm-hmm. the same thing that's happening here. The Lord doesn't have a different standard that he used with Jesus and saying, I don't care about you other ones. He treats us the exact same. And so you just see that the Lord is saying, okay, this is what I've ordained for you. It's not because he's nasty or mean, but that's what needs to happen. And also I would like to point out was that as we were talking about them being, uh, the Pharisees may not be able to see Jesus in heaven, which I don't think they were. I want to point out all the different places where they were able to see the unclean spirits. You see that multiple points inside the gospel where they never asked what was it that came out of them they always knew it was an unclean spirit okay so there so there was knowledge i'd also of spiritual th- things <clears throat> yes and the manifestation of it they understood what it meant mm-hmm. yet they were unable to understand heavenly things Okay. Well, Meaning that, well, why? Why were they un- unable to understand heavenly things? Because they're in opposition to the Lord. Okay. That is that is ultimately the, the short answer accurate, right? Let's look at this specific moment in time. As he, Stefan, is describing what is being revealed to him, right? Yes. What does it say about the people in f- verse 57? They gnashed them with their teeth. That's fifty-four. It's a, and they stopped their ears and ran them with one accord. Okay. Yes. And different versions say different thing. Right now, the one I have says they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse, one accord, all with the same mindset. Let's let's look at that for a moment. It wasn't just enough to cover their ears. They first started yelling out, being loud, in order to attempt to drown out what he was saying. Yes. And when that wasn't working, they also covered their ears. And then also charged at him. That, that must have been quite the sight. I don't know anyone that... I've, I've yet to see anyone go to attack somebody, running towards them with their ears covered. Could, could you imagine the enemy or in any combat situation trying to do that? Charge! And everyone's running, sprinting towards the, the enemy while holding their ears to block out the sound. Right? <laughs> like, picture that for a moment. So it's not just about 
what's being, or it's not just about the words that are spoken. It's about what's being said and the power and authority of the Lord resonating through them. But what does, what does light do to darkness? It makes it cower. It exposes it or reveals. It. Yes, it, it overcomes, overcomes it, yes. right? Overpowers it, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think of it as that it is a... Um, as an example, uh, uh, mm-hmm. that if you're sitting in a dark room with the lights off and you've been sitting there for a while, somebody turns the light on, it, it hurts your eyes. That's right. Right. You're trying to cover your eyes, right? And, and then we think about what happened. Here's Moses going up on the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And the people said, "Too much, you go." Right. <laughs> the glory was o- the glory of the Lord overcame them, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of pushing through that to become accustomed to be able to be more intimate in his presence. They rejected that, ultimately to worship other idols. I see it as more along that line that they were, it, the, the, the message pierced them through. And, sure. And, and you mentioned um, they cried out. It's, it, uh, so just, just so you know, mm-hmm. you know got to get the... Let's get the inner leer out yeah, there, yeah. brother. So it's, uh, uh, it's spelled with a K, but it's Crazo. So mm-hmm. yeah, they were getting crazy, right? Crazy, <laughs> <laughs> crazy, right? All right. But at any rate, um, it means to cry aloud or shriek. Primary is a verb, and properly, it is to croak as a raven or scream, to call aloud, to shriek, exclaim, or entreat. So clearly, what you're saying is appropriate. They were they were trying to drown him out. Exactly. They, they, they were do, to, trying to do anything to stop. The light that was overcoming them. Amen. But then, you, in addition to that, Charles, you brought up a, another great point, which was there's not a different standard for Christ than there is for us. Yes. Right? Jesus said that multiple times, right? John thirteen sixteen, John fifteen twenty, both say something. Uh, I'll read them. Truly, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master. Right? Yes nor a messenger greater than the one having sent him. And then they were reminded of that just a few chapters later, right? John fifteen twenty says, Remember the word I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you, right? Yes. Now, they had the opportunity to not persecute, to not resist the Lord, to, and, and by that I mean not resist Holy Spirit, but they chose to be in opposition. Right? Yes. So so we also have been given opportunities from the Lord. Are we receiving them and moving forward in them? Or are we resisting and rejecting? Ultimately rebelling. And you see this throughout Scripture, right? Yes. Old Testament, New Testament. It says it more times in the Old Testament than in the New. But people are described as rebellious or stub and Stubborn and obstinate. Wrong and will insist on being wrong regardless of the truth being presented right in their face. That's a mindset. But we are told to renew our mind. Right? Yes. Okay. So there needs to be a putting down or an unlearning of those things which are in opposition to the Lord and the renewing is allowing them to be replaced with truth. Filling yes. that spot. Right? 
Yes. That can only be done through the Lord. So that means that continue, please. Can I, I'm going to step in there because it's in line with what you were saying, yeah, Charles, as far as um, they, you said the witnesses, the false witnesses, and then they were saying that he was blaspheming. I think, I think you're probably right about their heart uh, or what they thought. It doesn't quite say that at, at that particular place, but I, I yes. would agree with you. But I think it goes back to what um, John, you were just saying. There's an unlearning that needs to take place. I think the the reality is, and it's uh, their ignorance was they really did think he was blaspheming. The majority of the people, I think, their their ignorance of understanding who God was and fully understanding the Word, and fully considering what Stephen was saying and allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to them, they were hung up in what they thought God was supposed to be their their image of God. So they did they from a heart place they did see it as blasphemy. They were just still wrong. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but there was so much that was wrong, <clears throat> excuse me, in their perspective and knowledge, even of their own history, right? Yes. It was, oh, yes, we revered Moses the whole time, and <laughs> the Holy Spirit through Stephen was, made it very, very clear, like, no, no, you, you resisted and rejected him, just like you're doing right now and have done with Christ, who you crucified, right? <laughs> like, yes. he made it, like, he made it personal, like, no, understand this it's not about your perspective of history it's about these are this is the actual thing right which goes back to i'll say even in the psalms was david say constantly lord let me know your ways and your thoughts because they're higher than ours so clearly if they're higher than ours he's gonna and and we have the mind of christ right paul well saul who they threw the, the robes down at his feet as we're going to get into in chapter 9, right, becomes Paul. He's converted. Yes. And he writes later, we have currently, those that are, um, that believe on, on the Lord, we have currently the mind of Christ and are seated in heavenly places with him, right? So we, we already have those things. It's not we will get them at some point. If you believe on the Lord, if you repent, if you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior then you, you already have these things. So if we have these things, then we can know, we can understand, we can allow him, we should allow him to teach us his ways and his thoughts, which would now give us the right perspective. The Lord does that because through the Holy Spirit who takes from the Father and discloses it to us. Yes. So it matters. And it's something that we each need to do. Each need to do it. Uh, I would say for ourselves, but and not for my own relationship with the Lord. You have to do it for your relationship with the Lord. Every end of, you can't do it through me, right? Because doesn't that don't we see that as we talked about with Moses, the the children of Israel in the wilderness? It was constantly no, no, Moses, you you go get it and just relay it to us. Where the Lord desired to have a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with each of them. Yes. So it matters. It mattered then, and it absolutely matters today. So continue, sir. So after this, um, yes, Mr. Dean, I do believe that they, you know, and additionally, they they thought he was blaspheming because of their ignorance, 
And what the Lord was also showing me was that he asked me this question. Does the devil leave you alone because you're ignorant? The answer to it, which is no. He doesn't care if he gets it on a technicality. And by it, I mean, gets access to your life. Yes. To the entirety of your being, right? In order to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. And which brought me to the fact was that even as they were doing this, um, the Lord's showing me was that as they were running out to this, this was not just a manifestation of their own flesh. There was other things going along with this. This was not just human nature going off. And the Lord showed me was that it was spiritual. And if you look back into Matthew, I'll go to a couple examples. The first being Matthew eighteen twelve, Math Matthew eight twelve. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But this. And it reads, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And there's Matthew twenty-two thirteen. They're all saying something similar. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 2451 and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth and finally Matthew 2530 and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and the Lord was just pointing out to me the similarities between what's happening when he's talking about all these evil servants who are being cast out and what the Pharisees did as they ran at him. Though it does not say they're weeping, we know when we think of crying, we think instantly of being sad, but there's different types of crying. So so there's a couple of things to look at there, right? Yes. Because you're saying there's a spiritual side behind it. Yes. So in each of these examples that you gave, and, and the one that we're going over here in, in Acts chapter 7, right? Yes. The response is by the people, regardless of the situation, is the same. Yes. There is what you're saying. There was a trying to stop their ears or, or block the words from being said, right? Yes. And um, we begin gnashing of teeth, so intense anguish, right? Yes. Which then prompted additional responses and reactions, right? Yes. So... What you're, what I sense you're trying to, to communicate to everyone, is look at the spiritual. I'll say, and by spiritual I mean demonic presence behind it, behind the actions. How yes. can it be that there are all these different examples, and there are more? Look at the things that they did with Christ. Right, they tried to literally yes. throw him off a cliff after he's bringing the word. Right, and a number of other different instances, right? Yes. Where they were literally trying to do the exact same thing, trying to kill him, right? Trying to either yes. stone him to death, and that happened in a number of different times in a number of places. So you're saying it's not just the individual. Let's We, as, as believers, as Christians, need to take our eyes off the individual and onto the Lord 
and his Holy Spirit to reveal what's behind the actions. Yes. Right? Because the Lord is the only one that knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Out of the heart proceeds whatever is, is filling it, right? Yes. Okay. So, you're saying across all this time, these times, and you can look at that throughout the word, there are similar actions. And you see that even throughout the Old Testament with the prophets, right? Yes. Okay. Same type of actions. Well, how can it be that this is a constant pattern, historical pattern of here of, or in some consistency in receiving the word by those that are in opposition, clearly fallen angels or demons, right? Not just the people themselves. Is that that accurate? Yes, and I was going to also relate it to how it says they're tormented, and you can see that the torment that they're facing was their spirit understood what was correct, that Stephen was telling the truth, yet their flesh wanted to override it, and demons, I'd say, were working to try to um, conquer it, and the Lord was just revealing to me the mental battle that was going on inside of them, and how they were unwilling to listen to what they knew was right, and just accept and say okay we've sinned and repent from that but they were trying to i'd say find a way that they were right and it gave the example of with me and my siblings i may get something wrong with i said well i'm at least in the same general area and the lord showed me this the same as here it was a refusal just to admit that you're wrong and try to find something that that led to this anguish that was clearly present and visible on them and was just a manifestation of what was what actually happens on the inside you can see this is what happens on the inside will eventually come out mm-hmm. there's no hiding it so Lord just showed me that they were trying to overcome what Stefan was saying by their own mental reasoning and what they thought was correct and that also helped um, them progress to this point and you see the exact same thing when Paul was stoned later in Acts. So, so by being in opposition, just so I understand, and for the listeners, so by being in opposition to the Lord, that in itself, by, and by being in opposition through their own intellect, by their own whatever, mental capacity, that in itself opened up a foothold for the enemy, is what you're saying? Yes. Opened up a door so he could have a foothold yes, in their lives? And that's what tormented them. Mm-hmm. Well, even I agree with you. Even the um, the rejection of all the fullness of who God is Amen. leads to a lack of wisdom, right? We see yes. we're, we're here, right? To in, in Romans, right? And God gave them over to their own minds, right? Exactly. So our, our own minds are not okay if if we are not pursuing the mind of Christ wherever we are in that journey, right? Um, mm-hmm. But without that, your your mind is just not in the right place. I mean, con- and we're, you know, we're in Acts. Uh, we're still in seven, and we've been having fun talking about that. But I mean, it's no, there's no hurry. It's like fleshing this out for all that it is exactly. to enjoy studying God's word. But you know, the Bereans are mentioned later in Acts, and right, so when they heard things that didn't sound right to them, they searched the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Mm-hmm. In other words, they just brought it before the Lord and let the Lord get their minds right. That's the key. Bring it before the Lord. Yep, he's going to lead you and walk you through it through his Holy Spirit to let you know, yes, this is true. This is of me. Or 
or not. This is not, exactly. But he's going to make that abundantly clear to you. Yes. And, and, and he's going to show you the places where, if it is of him, where it's confirmed. Or if it's in opposition, well, there won't be one. And he may show, he may, if you ask him, show you all the places where, no, let's look at this over here that was brought up, but it was in opposition to me. And by me, I mean the Lord and his will. So. Yes. And. What else, what else is the Lord speaking to you about, sir? And also just to wrap this up, it was in the very last verse and remind me of the scripture where. Jesus says that he who seeks to save his life will lose it, but he who is willing to lay it down for his sake will find it. And we see the same thing here was they didn't kill Stephen, if you actually look at this. He yielded his spirit to the Lord. Mm-hmm. There was a... It, we most think of this as somebody killed him and he was put to death by stones. No, he gave his spirit up to the Lord before they had the chance to because that's what the Lord wanted. It was a laying down of his life for what he knew was right that led to this. And that would be the end. Well, amen, sir. I, 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 wanna, I know we're getting close to time. Just They murdered Stephen. Yes. Okay, you're not saying they didn't murder Stephen, and you're not saying that their blood wasn't, his blood wasn't on their hands. They did murder, but I was saying that they're unable to kill it. You have to be willing to give it up, I'd say. There was... This, there was no, um, in the scripture, it doesn't say that Stephen beat them with his fist as he tried to get away from them. No, he went willingly because he knew what the Lord wanted. He was laying down his life. And it reminds me of when Jesus says, you can't do anything. I'm laying down my life willingly. You're not killing me. Yes, they were killing him naturally, but I mean that he submitted to it. He was submitting to the Lord's will in that. That's what I'm trying to say. So, so just for clarification, you're saying it's similar to Christ on the yes. cross. Yes, they absolutely crucified him. They murdered him. Yes. And while he was up there, there came a point where he said, it's finished. And he said, Father, I commend my spirit. Right? Yes. So you're saying in a similar manner. Make no mistake, yes. they murdered. They He was the first martyr. They murdered him for the gospel. But you're saying that in the process, he said, Father, forgive them. Right? And yes. Kind of like Christ, right? Um Forgive them. They know not what they do, right? Similar manner to Christ. His own words that, of course, came from the Holy Spirit. And as you were saying, yielded his spirit in a similar manner to Christ. Yes. Okay. I I can see that, sir. So, amen. And there was peace, right? Yes. No doubt he murdered them. Or they murdered him, excuse me. But, um, But you hear that. Similar instances, especially when you look at um, Rome and under Nero and, and other times, right? Some of the accounts where there there were people that were fed to, to lions and and all the rest of it, and that when they when that happened, they just praised the Lord, and then they walked through the remains of all the the martyred Christians, and they still had smiles on their faces. Right? Yes. So it changes the whole perspective. How can you be in peace and joyful and have a smile on your face while you're getting torn apart by lions or stoned to death? Or It makes no sense in the natural. 
But Jesus says, I, I give you peace. Well, the peace I give is not as the world gives. All right? Yes. So why do we see that? Their full trust, reliance, dependence, everything was upon the Lord. And because they loved him, they were obedient to do all that he had asked them to do. Whatever that looked like, right? And we'll, yes. we'll read about that in Philippians, about Christ, right? How he was obedient even to death and death on a cross. So uh, that's our pattern example. Not that we're all slated to be martyrs, but that shouldn't stop us. If we truly love the Lord, it should be okay to lay down our life for him. He did it for us. Yes. So, and if he truly is our God and we are his people, then, well, maybe a harsh reality for some, but then our life is not our own, but it's his to command to do what he will or wants with it. Yes. So, as a perspective we must have. All right? Yes. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today because there's a lot. And um, with that, can I guess I'm going to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you bestowed the same characteristics that you have on us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you view us the same as your son, Jesus, Lord. That you do not remember our sins, Lord, but see us through the blood of Christ, which makes us clean, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you continue to have your way, Lord, and you always have your way, Lord. That what they do to us is not against us, it's against you, Lord. And that you are just and willing to reward us who go through that, Lord. And also to deal judgment on those who are in opposition, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.